You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. But we are back. Eurobash is here again. Rejoice. I was away, of course, for UFC 243. I was in the air when we usually record, so we had to take a little break for a week. But now we're back. How are you, Noel McGrath? I was sick anyway, so it's actually probably better we didn't do. I was in a grump after I got home from my holiday, so a bit of a chest infection, PT, but uh, fair play to you. Great work again, may I say. Oh, well done, Hombre. Excellent stuff over in Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, it was actually, it's a great city, but I mean, I didn't really get to see that much of it, to be honest. It looks class, though. But um, uh, how was the holidays? Good. Did you get the old lung infection from the air conditioning and what oh, have you? I generally think so, yeah. Yeah, was, every time it's I sick. I was in bits, man. And yeah. then the plane on the way home just usually throws you over yeah, the edge. I think it was. I was literally lying in bed on Wednesday night when I got home, and I was like, <sighs> black yeah. lung pop. That sort of that sort of feeling, you know. Was like, Mere <coughs> man. <coughs> I'm a mere man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you had a good time. No, anyway. it was great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good fun. Just good, good to cleanse the soul. I think, and you, you know, even cleanse the, the soul. Yeah, even <laughs> even the, even the the bit of fresh air and the and the, the bit of sun. I think just puts you in a better mood and puts a, a better perspective on life. I think I recommend everyone should get at least away two times a year. Um, that's what I'm going to do from now on, baby. That's the Southside dream. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I was. Um, I'm quite happy to stay where I am for the moment, but. Um, <laughs> Let's take a look at the news. I don't know, like I don't have news over the last two weeks because yeah, it's just I ridiculous. Didn't give a shit, but um, we here all night. Let's see, let's see what happened over the last week that I could actually remember the takedown. <laughs> uh, Fedor v Rampage Jackson will headline Bellator v Risen on December 29th, I believe. Very um, tired after hearing that. I mean, <laughs> I guess it makes sense in Japan, though, right? Ah, oh, come on, man! How, how, how much more do we have to say about these fights? It's like Barney the dinosaur. You know, fighting against it's not Chuck and else. Tito though. Oh man, it's 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 it, not Chuck. It's not Tito. far off, it, dude. Ah, it is, yeah. It isn't really. Ah, it is. I mean, it's not. No, no, no. I've had like a five year break from the sport, and are coming back. I, I, I won't be staying up live to watch that one. Just you won't have to. It's on at like twelve a.m. Twelve. No, I watch it then. <laughs> um, MVP versus Derek Anderson, not Paul Daly, which many expected will main event <laughs> Bellator two three five in London. Derek Anderson's like sixteen and three. He's got a couple of wins. He's got a lot of performances in there. Uh, he's he's coming into the fight in the back of two wins. He's had a lot of a lot of fights under the Bellator banner. But is that blowing your socks off? No, nah, not me either, man. No, I would have preferred the daily one. Would have been a bit more crack. Yeah, and I mean, even though the first fight was absolutely tragic, yeah. I mean, it's just daily Derek- couldn't have been worse than that, though. Could he? Could he have been worse than the, the first fight? Yeah. Well, maybe he could have, but it wasn't. But I think, great I think it'd be him. more of a spectacle, though, this time around. But yeah, um, yeah so bit bit disappointed with that. But uh, maybe maybe I'm not giving Derek Anderson the credit he deserves. He certainly looks like a durable, like a, a well-tested fighter, a good record, but just the name value really isn't there. Yeah. But 
MVP is always the main side of that. What's wrong with you? You're fidgeting over there. No, no, no. Sorry, no, no. Fucking jumping around Fidget. the place. Uh, Reese McKee will take on Hacken Foss in the main event it's of uh, Cage Warriors Irish return in November. That's a great fight. Mm. Um, it's going to be a very violent fight for as long as it lasts, I'd imagine, with those two in there. Yeah, Foss needs a win as well. He's got three and four, is he, in his last five? And uh, Reese will obviously want to introduce himself mm. to that welterweight rank um, in the most dramatic fashion he in possibly Cork. can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting down there for that. Um, Nathan Rose v. Harry Hardwick also added to uh, Bellator London, which will be headed by MVP and Derek Anderson. Um, a big signing for Brave in Ireland with Ryan Curtis uh, penning a multi-fight exclusive deal with them, and it's straight into the big fights for him as he takes on Amir Al-Bazi. I was a bit surprised at that because I thought Bellator would have signed him up. Was he not, you know, after that fight? Obviously, he wasn't on a deal. I don't know why they aren't uh, starting a flyweight division because you have so many good guys, like especially um, Jake Hadley, who got a win over Blaine O'Driscoll, um, guys like that. Like, I mean, I don't understand what they wouldn't. And obviously, Ryan, um, he commands a big, big... Yeah, big uh, audience. But I guess they don't need it if they're selling it out anyway. You know, like I'm yeah, just saying. Um, yeah. But look, that's a huge fight. Him and Amir Albazi is a serious fight. Albazi just lost his first ever pro fight to... Uh, What's it? Jose Torres, isn't it? Yeah, Shorty, Shorty Torres. Yeah, um, they fought for the Brave Floyway title. So, Kurta will be taking them on on November 15th in Bahrain. Uh, Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, That's going to be a big week for Brave as well because obviously the, the IMF World Championships are going down as well. And we'll have another talking point from that. Uh, yeah, I had to block their press releases because they were annoying me so much. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, you, you filled me in there before we uh, we went on the air here. Artem Loboff will take on Jason Knight a second time on November 16th, I believe. I mean, this is a lack of imagination from Bare Knuckle, isn't it? I mean, you've beaten Jason already. You've beaten Pauly Malignaggi. Uh, what we do next? But then, then when he fought Pauly, they were best mates in the corner as well. I know, but... Him like, and Jason. I like, know, but... Sad, man. J- like, Artem v. Jason Knight, it's kind of like... It's kind of like... That should be on the back burner for them when yeah, nothing else is there. Exactly. And so the fact that they're making it already, I'm like, you're already running out of imagination. I, I, I think they're running out of money as well. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. I, I find it very, very strange. Um, I totally agree with you. I think they could have done something else. As I you said. deserve something good after Polly as well. Yeah, you know? Like, if, if this is a real thing, if this is a real promotion, like, how are you going to... He's already beaten Jason in the fight before the one he fought. He's he like fought ter- it's the third Baron Uncle fight, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, Jesus. And, and look, I mean, I hope he's getting well paid. I saw yeah, that guy's face. Yeah, their, their faces after the first fight, man. I hope they're getting a lot of money for that. Um, yeah, so look, let's move on to some talking points. Um, I digged into the dredges of MMA today to get this for you. Know, just, just to spark a bit of a rant in you, maybe. Oh, Have you heard... Hell of Fame MMA UK. Thanks so much to Chris Boyne for sharing this and saying it's going to be a big event. But my word, uh, Scotty T. Oh, I googled him. Sake. He is in Geordie Shore and he'll be taking on Steve Bear of X on the Beach and Big Brother in the main event. Get the fuck out of here. This is uh, mad, isn't man, it? Man, it's just bullshit. Aaron Chalmers, there is blood on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> They're fucking it. Like, they it, man. I love you, Aaron, it's but... Just- this is this is what you've done. This is your fault. Can I just can I just tell people don't tune into this shit, man? Like seriously, it, what a load of horse manure this is. Like I, this other crap. These two boxers on what 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 do they call these YouTubers? KS One like, or whatever. The, what the like what the fuck are people like? Yeah. Wh- 
I'm embarrassed for you if you watch this shit. You're, it's cringe, man. But it, I don't it's, think it's not for MMA fans. It's for teeny boppers who follow these YouTube pages or whatever. Yeah, well, it's not a great example. It's like bloody fighting. Let's, let's create a YouTube channel and just start a fucking fight. Like at least you're for pro fighter. Fair enough. But man, this is absolute garbage. Like they're gonna. Why are we even giving this bloody airtime? Because it's funny. I'm it's so young. I'm so angry. So like, I'm just like this. Ah, I want to just scream. <laughs> don't watch it. Don't I've, pay for it. It is shit. I've been watching this for the last couple of weeks and saying I'm just gonna drop this in at the right time uh, it's oh, going down no. december 14th in newcastle Eleven thousand people could go to that event in that arena what is wrong with the geordies well, no, why do will, geordies love this kind of thing will will it how much will it sell look and, and bear in mind aaron chalmers has no. fucking blocked our socks off a few times and how much people he gets into an arena and stuff I, like that yeah aaron's different now at this point but is scotty t uh, as big as the deal as, as aaron i don't know like I'm, yeah he, i'd be well known sort yeah. of like Reality TV personality, so German, that twat, Stephen Bear. I saw them throwing shapes on the, on the, yeah. the camera, like in slow mo for the build up. I was, I was in tears, man, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, man, it's just, just, what's wrong with Newcastle? What's wrong with the people in Newcastle? <laughs> Fogging the Tain. They beat United last week as well. Fogging the Tain is all, all mine, mine, all mine. Fogging the Tain is all mine. Go so, on. who do you got, Scotty T or Stephen I, Bear? I could not give a shit. I don't even know what they really look like, to be yeah. honest with It's you. just, um, uh, your man, your man Scotty T is a big dude. He's tall, he's about six foot four or five, so. About, about the same it's probably, just like yeah it's pretty free weight is it I don't fuck it I don't know <laughs> if they even do weight division yeah. but apparently 16 celebrities are going to take each oh, other God. take on each other on the night fucking hell I mean man. if Scotty T and Steve Bear two lads I've never even heard of are the main event who the fuck is going to be the curtain jerker <laughs> who's going to be the first fight like Jesus Christ I, uh, I don't know it's just it, uh, listen I, I want to move on <laughs> just, yeah, I'm getting scared irritated he was so refreshed uh, for the first five minutes me. of this you and then I, he needs a holiday again straight you, away you me. are you ready for another one go on you're going to really enjoy this one Brave oh, on sake. November fifteenth are P- gonna put P- on. He's just putting a wind on me now. That's all <laughs> you're fucking doing. Are gonna put on an open weight tournament, right? So let me uh, let me just give me a second to thaw this one out for you. Oh, so they're saying the belt, <laughs> the belt is six and a half kilos of gold for some reason. Unless you can sell the fucking thing, who cares? <laughs> but um, listen to this. Uh, this is by uh, Marcel Dorf, uh, Big Marcel24 on Twitter, uh, a great news getter in this sport, especially in Europe. Yes. He Here he goes. The 15 chosen fighters who make a chance to fight in the four-man tournament to fight for the KHK Openweight Championships. That's a 6.5 gold belt. Here's just a few names just to give you an idea of this. Jeremy Kennedy, bantamweight. Alex Emilianenko, heavyweight. <laughs> Cole Miller, known featherweight. Amir Aliakbari, Heavyweight who has has a history of failing drug tests, um, that's like that's just a sample size there. Now, luckily enough, Aaron Bronsetter uh, got straight on it, and he said he'd asked Jeremy Kennedy, and he's not in it. So this is the fifteen fighters who could possibly whittle down to four. That's a joke, isn't it? Like this is unsafe. If this is real, obviously Jeremy's brave. Not go on about their, you know, oh, we're we're such a gloryful promotion with all these stupid fecking emails. This that is we dragging get us back them. to the nineties now. This, this is, is Stone Age shit, man. And if they want to go ahead with this, I guarantee I won't be supporting it. I hope um, other um, hacks uh, like yourself and, and other guys won't be, you know, covering this. This is absolute bullshit. Um, I hope it ends up to be like a millionaire go evil. 
uh, you know, like heavyweights well, and the way, heavyweights. The way they're promoting it, it oh, is, it's you're saying it's, it, that's pathetic. That's going back to, you know, the early days of the sport um, when there was obviously no weight classes yet. UFC won or whatever. Like, this is just absolutely fucking ludicrous shit. And anyone who, again, um, wants to participate in this shit um, should um, get a slap in the face because it's absolute bullshit. And uh, I don't want to see the sport go down this route. Um, you know, there's, there's enough sort of battles we've had with the sport over the years and, and, and having a look at this shite, uh, nah, who wants to see that, man? Seriously, it's just it's just absolute horse manure. Terrible idea. Like, especially when you have a good fight like Ryan Curtis and Albazi. Like, when you have a fight of that standard, you don't need to be doing this show pony stuff. Like, I mean... I wonder, though, is it maybe just... Um, is this a PR ploy? Yeah. And it'll maybe never happen. Maybe it is. I maybe hope it is, it is because it is. obviously Aaron Bronsetter has come out and he said he's asked Jeremy Kennedy. Jeremy yeah. Kennedy is not involved in this. Yeah, well, that, that's very strange that that's. Can they even, even like are they even giving them a, like a few hundred quid just to say we're going to well, put you in this press release? Yeah, well, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they have. I well, don't know. I feel know, like but, he wouldn't have come out and immediately said absolutely not if but, he was. You know, just, just think about how stupid this is. Like it's like, it's Alex Emilianenko versus Cole Miller. Just like, for for yeah. people who he will snap him like a twig yeah. it, it, within three minutes of of the fight, and um, you know who wants to see someone get severely injured if that does happen, and someone will get severely injured if this. Crap goes ahead, and uh, I call on everyone to um, shun this shun this event because it's totally unsafe and it, it's it's bringing the sport back. Um, you know, twenty years. Yeah, it's rough as a dog's arse, as we say in Dublin. But um, right, we get on with our first yeah, interview yeah, of the day. It's fan favorite Eurobash legend Piotr Jan, who basically called out every single person in the bantamweight <laughs> division, as, as he does. As he um, does. Fantastic stuff on um, the champion Henry Cejudo. He says he's going to make. Cejudo bend the knee, fantastic. Uh, he also, um, you know, took a few shots at a few guys who haven't responded to his callouts. Um, Did you get a shot at you again? Obviously, but him, <laughs> you know, he feels as though the division is being held up with Cejudo being both flyweight and bantamweight ta- champion. I'm, I'm wanting to fight all the women as well, and like, well, he, he also said that like the arrivals of the the supposed arrivals of well, Faber's already there, but Jose Aldo and Frankie Edgar has everyone paused as well because everyone wants to be the guy that faces these guys, but they obviously all want big fights as well. Mm-hmm. So it's leaving him in a tough position as one of the top contenders. Like, who wants to take on this guy from Russia who's a killing machine? Yeah, I think Sahedo needs to start talking and, and, you know, it's sort of shit or get off the pot at this point because he's been doing this triple C shit for God knows how long and just <laughs> fuck a fight, man. Fucking hell. Jesus. We got Noel back into rage within 10 minutes. It's a, been a fantastic day for me. Um, we're going to be back to talk about the 1 million MMA events that took place this weekend, but we're going to do it very quickly because, fuck me. Yeah, it's too much. It's literally, we have to get through 1, 2, five. 3, 4, 5, 6, six. events. Yeah. So, uh, job less. We'll see you in a few minutes. Here's Piotr Jan. And once again, he is back. The man you have all been waiting for. It is Piotr Jan, one of the greatest bantamweight competitors in the world at the moment. He is joined by the lovely Syat once again to translate his lovely musings. Um, but first of all, how are you? How are you, Syat, and how is uh, Piotr? Uh, everything good. Thank you for having us. Hello, my friend. It's good. Excellent. Excellent to hear from him. His English is getting better once again. It just keeps getting better and better. My God. But um, he, uh, we, have, we haven't seen uh, or heard, well, we've heard a lot from uh, Piotr, but we haven't heard of any matchups being made. Uh, what's going on? I know he's in Thailand at the moment, but does he believe he is on the verge of something being booked for him or is he stuck in a rut, uh, so to speak? Okay. Он говорит, очень много слышали от тебя в последнее время, много вызовов, да, но ты сейчас в Таиланде, тренируешься, 
но до сих пор тебе не дали бой, считаешь ли ты, что в ближайшее время уже объявят твой бой и дадут соперника тебе? Да, конечно, хочется надеяться на это, что в ближайшее время узнаем соперника, чтобы уже было более интереснее готовиться. Вот. Так, без разницы еще. Мы ждем информации. Yeah, of course, I hope something will get booked very soon, because, you know, uh, it will be more interesting to prepare when I have a name. And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, something gets done, like, as soon as possible. I saw that he mentioned Faber. Um, he was offered a fight with Faber, but then Faber re-retired, as he put it. What happened there? Did he think that was going to happen? Um, a lot of people feel as though Piotr is the last person that Faber should be trying to fight at the moment. Он слышал, что была ситуация с Фейбером, что тебе предложили Фейбера, но как говорили, что Фейбер отказался от этого боя, что там произошло, и многие говорят, что ты последний человек, с кем Фейберу нужно драться. Ну да, конечно, я тоже так считаю, потому что после меня придется завязать ему с боем, с боями. Но если так, то, конечно, мне интересно было подраться с Фейбером, это большое имя, вот. И также я понимаю, что он ищет себе соперника для поединка, он хочет претендует на пояс, поэтому я думаю, было бы справедливо нам сразиться и понять, что реально ли я заслуживаю это и реально ли он достоин этого, а не то, что просто на своем имени катить как бы. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, uh, I'm the last person Faber should fight because after fight with me, he probably will retire again. Yeah. But uh, to be fair, I understand. Uh, He is looking for a better fight for himself, but if he claims he is a contender, he want to fight for the title. So am I. I want to fight for the title too. So we can find out who is a better contender. If if he don't want to fight for the title, okay, he can have his other fights. You know, his uh, 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 how how to say like uh, fights that not. Easier fights, yeah, but if you want to fight for the title, yeah, you have to fight the number one contenders, and I, I believe I am the number one contender now. It felt as though uh, a lot of the talk was about Edgar and Sterling, which was a, a big fight in theory, and then Sterling, of course, announces that he's injured, and everybody is kind of saying, well, Peter should fight uh, Edgar now. Is is this what he was hoping for as well? Много разговоров было, что Эдгар будет драться за Стерлингом, но потом Стерлинг сказал, что он травмирован. И, и многие посчитали, что раз так случилось, то значит ты должен драться с Эдгаром. Что ты думаешь по этому поводу? Я очень бы хотел встретиться с Эдгаром, но почему-то мы о нем не разговаривали так прям. Не знаю, почему-то упустили эту мысль, да? Но если Эдгар будет согласен драться со мной и все даст мне этот бой, Можете рассчитывать на меня, что я покажу вам жесткий, зрелищный, красивый бой. Yeah, uh, I would love to fight Edgar. Like I didn't call him out or anything. Like, uh, uh, but if UFC will offer me this fight, I will not turn it down. You know, I'm really interested in this fight too. And if this fight will happen, I'm, I'll make sure it's going to be very interesting and exciting matchup. So this this fight has never been offered. It's not a case of Edgar not wanting the fight. This is just something that um, hasn't re- UFC haven't tried to make it happen yet. Ну, не предлагали, как бы, не, ну, когда сказали, что Эдгар спускается в 61, я сказал, что с ним бы тоже хотел подраться. 
Вот. Но он тоже будет прятаться три дня, не отвечать. Uh, yeah, UFC never offered me this fight, but uh, when Edgar announced that he's coming down, yeah, I, I already said that I'm ready if he, if he wants, but I don't think he he's willing to fight me too, you know, if, if I'll call him out, he'll, he'll stay silent too. It seems like it's a very frustrating situation. Is he frustrated at the moment because, you know, I know how active he likes to stay and, you know, without a fight being there in front of him, is, is that a frustrating situation for him to be in? Тебя немного раздражает эта ситуация, так как ты любишь оставаться активным, и сейчас э, никто не отвечает на твои вызовы, и тебе не дают соперника, тебя это как-то беспокоит, раздражает? Да, меня это не то, что раздражает, я просто понимаю, что это не может быть, но ну, они не могут об этом не знать, и раз они боятся, ой, то есть в смысле, раз они не отвечают, значит, э, они чего-то хотят другого, вот, ну, по большей степени... Да за, за себя сами сказать, если они ответить не могут, даже за себя Морайс не может ответить, то он, да, у меня уважение к нему пропадает. Marlon, you know, I called him out and he can't even answer me, you know. I lose uh, respect to the fighter like that. You know, you can you can uh, deny fighting me, but you can at least answer me, you know. Yes, and, and there's only two people ahead of you in the rankings that could fight you at the moment, and that's Corey, who you have called out uh, a few times, and Marlon, uh, as you just mentioned, who, who hasn't responded to you calling him out. Does he feel as though they're the only likely matchups? They, they're the ones he wants, the guys in front of him, right? Сейчас выше тебя в рейтинге, кто доступен, это только Кори и Марлан. Получается, ты заинтересован драться только с теми, кто выше тебя в рейтинге, получается? Да нет, не то, чтобы заинтересован драться с теми, кто выше меня. Хотелось, да, конечно, по большому счету подраться с теми, кто выше меня. Вот. Но если даже не получится с ними драться, то я думаю, что моя команда примет ну, нужное решение и все. Yeah, higher in rankings than me but you know if they're not available or they don't want to fight me i believe there's other options too you know like me and my team we can uh, make a good decision on that too you know there's good fights to be made in this division i want that belt and i want to prove that i'm the number one contender in the division and uh, who and where I, i don't really care just give me the person and i will prove that i'm the i deserve it I saw he um, tweeted out his congr- congratulations to Israel Adesanya. Um, and I, I see a lot of parallels between uh, Piotr and Israel because of the way they came into the UFC and they just start charging through the division, constantly winning and constantly fighting. Um, what does he think of Stoilbender? Does he see him as a, an inspiration? Is he, he must be very happy to see him uh, get that title finally. Он говорит, видел, что ты поздравлял Израиля Адисанью с победой, и он видит много параллелей между вами, много схожего. И что ты вообще думаешь о нем? Вдохновляет ли тебя его такой быстрый подъем? И ну, вообще в целом, как ты оцениваешь его? Я поздравил его, потому что я с ним знаком был здесь, когда он еще не был чемпионом, он начинал свой такой путь только в UFC. Вот, нет-нет, мы пересекались на мероприятиях, где-то общались, да. Вот, конечно же, вдохновляет, что за такое короткое время он стал чемпионом и тоже хочется стать чемпионом, вот, и все. 
Yeah, I congratulated him because I knew him even before he was in UFC. We met a few times here in Tiger. And uh, of course, his journey is inspiring me because I want uh, what he accomplished already. I want to be the champion of the UFC. Is 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 it upsetting for Peter that he he isn't going to be on that upcoming Moscow card? Was that his was that his hope, or or was that something that he he thought he wasn't going to be on anyway? Because I know the people there really want to see him fight. Надеялся ли ты, что ты выступишь на турнире в Москве и как бы расстроился ты, что тебя туда не поставили? Нет, я не надеялся. Если бы надеялся, мы бы знали об этом заранее. Но как бы хотелось бы выступить там, например, да. Но чтобы я расстроился, нет такого. Я понимаю, что значит так должно быть. I kind of knew that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna be on this card, but of course I always want to compete at home. I want to compete in Moscow, but uh, I, I didn't get upset because I kind of knew that. Something else was planned for me. Yeah, Peter, they don't even want to fight me in their home time. What do you think they're going to come to the Moscow to fight me? You know, it's, they're going to make themselves a lot of like 40 excuses not to fight me. So. I don't think it's possible to get done. What does uh, Piotr mean when he said he had something else planned? What, what, what does he mean when he says that? Когда ты говоришь, что у тебя свои другие большие планы, что ты имеешь в виду? Можешь раскрыть. Ну, мои планы – это чемпионство, это титул, это это просто, что вот этот тройной цеп или как бы там три ползи преклонил колено передо мной, понимаешь? So my plans, you know, is it's pretty obvious. It's my plan is to become the champion, to hold the belt, and my plan is that Triple C will bend the knee for me. He he spoke about the belt a lot. Does he feel as though the situation that Henry Cejudo is in, being champion at both flyweight and bantamweight, this is leading to the to the division being held up the way it is, or at least the way it seems to be, uh, the way Piotr's speaking. Nobody nobody wants to fight him, you know. Считаешь ли ты, что то, что Сихуда чемпион в двух весах, это как-то сдерживает дивизион, и это как-то связано с тем, что люди тоже не хотят с тобой драться? Ну, конечно, сдерживает, потому что он сам неопределенный, чуть-чуть не определена ситуация, там, в 61-57, вот он, говорю, этот, все в таком состоянии подвешенном. Чуть-чуть то, что ребята спустились еще наш вес, Эдгар, Камальда, спускаются, типа, чуть непонятно там. Yeah, of course, it's uh, holding up the division and everything kind of hanging in the air because Henry, he didn't, he don't know himself what he's going to do. He didn't say he's going to defend his flyweight title first or bantamweight title. He, he, he didn't make decision himself. It's holding up the division. And uh, uh, Frankie Edgar and Jose Aldo plan to come down to, to our division is also like changing the landscape too. So... Yeah. Does he like that fight with Henry? Like he keeps speaking about being the champion. I know that's his goal. Does he look at that matchup and says, "Yeah, yeah, I actually think I'm going to do really well against this guy." Ты много говоришь о Генри, о чемпионстве. Именно как стилистически этот бой тебе интересен? Считаешь, как ты у тебя хорошие шансы против него? Да, у меня очень хорошие шансы против него. Я знаю, как драться с борцами, с ударниками. Я просто люблю драться и 
Я составлю ему очень много проблем в этом поединке. Он может пусть даже не думать, что у меня закончится бензин после первого раунда. Я буду готов на все пять раундов и буду готов на 10 раундов. Yeah, I believe stylistically I match up very well with him. You know, I, I, I'm really doing well against wrestlers. And, uh, you know, he, he can believe I'm not going to get tired after one round like someone else did. And, uh, I'll be ready for five and ten rounds if needed, you know. Just just one final question, and thank you guys so much. It's always great to speak to you guys. And once again, Piotr has been giving me some fantastic answers today. Um, but uh, I just wanted to know, he, he mentioned earlier that if it wasn't Corey or Marlon, he thinks there's other options out there. Him and his team, uh, like you, Sayat, you believe there are other options out there. Is it people like Aldo that appeal to him, like a legend moving down to the in, into the bantamweight division? Would that be an ideal situation for, for Piotr to, to fight a guy like him? Как всегда, отличный ответ, и спасибо тебе большое. И еще один последний вопрос. Когда ты сказал, что если те, кто выше тебя в рейтинге, не будут доступны, там можно будет другие бои организовать. Считаешь ли ты, что, допустим, бой с, таким, с такой легендой спорта, как Жозе Алдо, возможен и был бы ты заинтересован? Ну, если этот бой будет возможен, я думаю, что чисто из спортивной составляющей Мне будет очень интересно принять этот бой, да, это будет большой бой, большое имя, вот. Я приму этот бой, потому что у меня есть мечта, цель, план, я думаю, также и у Альда, да, раз он спускается в 61. Я думаю, мы закатим хороший бой, и все-таки молодость, это опасное ядерное оружие. Давайте у меня на пути лучше. Yeah, so of course, like, uh, for me, as an athlete, as a sportsman, it's interesting to see. Uh, to, to compete against uh, such a great athlete like uh, Jose Aldo. And uh, if he plans to go down, I'm sure he has uh, big plans too. And uh, I'm sure he wants the belt. And just uh, same with uh, Uriah. If, if he want to fight for the belt, prove he's number one contender, so am I. So, so we, can, we can see who deserves it more. I believe it's going to be a good fight. And I believe... Uh, use will prevail, you know, use is uh, like atomic weapon, you know. Yes. Fabio, расскажите, пусть он в себя придет, пусть он проснется там. Морайс тоже пусть проснется, в чувство придет. Спит до сих пор, три дня не отвечает. Фабер, he needs to wake up, you know, he needs to finally say something, you know, and also Marlon, you know, it's been like four or five days since I called him out, you know, he's still sleeping. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, guys, and um, I'm sorry I was late today. And I know you have uh, you've just got to go training right now, so I really appreciate you holding on for me. And I really hope that Piotr gets a fight soon because we want to see him back in there. Thanks, thanks, Peter. All the best, guys. Absolutely. Stay in touch, Peter. Okay, I will do. Thank you, guys. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. We back. We back. Thank you so much to Mr. Piotr Jan for getting Jan. on once again. What a legend, man. I love talking to that guy. And Soyat, the lovely Soyat, who uh, <laughs> <laughs> has to uh, translate those, um, those oh, vicious I, I, I'd musings. I'd actually love to see what he's, or hear what he's actually saying. I love... I love when, those translators lie Now My favourite thing is when Piotr's speaking Russian and Soyat's listening to him, you just hear him breaking his bollocks <laughs> laughing. <like, laughs> before he get, tells you what he said, I love that, man. It's they so all good. lie, these translators. They lie. Yeah. I'm they glad lie. I'm glad he didn't threaten my life this time. I'm very grateful. Thanks, Piotr. Uh, love you. Great stuff. But um, right, UFC Tampa. Joanna is still one of the greatest fighters in the world. You, so many of you doubted her. 
so many and that was a master class and she broke her foot like i think it was the second, second or, third or third round, round yeah her foot looks ridiculous it looks so like shrek's foot post. at the moment yeah it's, it's nasty yeah but it just shows you how much of a tough badass she is man. oh she's an absolute serial killer she's unbelievable uh. like i mean it's funny you you said this to me and I didn't even think about it. You're the first person who kind of put it on Twitter. Was like, was that just a big fucking mind game? Oh, it was that way thing. Hundred percent. Now, now she has come out and she spoke to Pulsat, I believe it was, or one of the Polish stations. She said, and she's speaking to Ariel on Monday. But she said, um, she said it was just one of the days. Her weight just flew Wouldn't, up and then it would go off. And then she was like, I don't know if, if it's going to be safe for me to do this. But she made it piece of piss to her, no problem. Yeah, she it? looked. She actually looked fine on the scales, and I think she looked bigger than she ever looked on fight night as well. She looked, she looked great, like she in, looked really, in the cage, unbelievable, really healthy, and she looked solid. And Watterson, Watterson's an elite straw strawweight, small man, but, but she's an elite strawweight. But she was nowhere near. Yeah, Joanna. Yeah. Like. I can't wait for fucking Joanna and Wiley Zhang there. That's gonna be yeah, mental. Yeah, that is gonna be a cracker. And uh, listen, I'm. Uh, I was impressed with Joanna. I think we we needed to see that from her after you know she's the one last of the greatest of European fighters of all time. Ever, like, ever, like, like, yeah, ever, like, I'm always like, why don't people realize this? It's like so obvious. And like, and, and and you know, even if it was mind games that she played, she did it well because everyone was fucking talking about it. And you know, that's what the best people in the world and the best fighters do. They, they create talking points from nothing. And listen, maybe it was to off put Michelle Waterson. And, um, you know, we saw that brilliant stare down as well before the fight in the weigh That was class. Deadly, yeah. So, um, listen, but, I, 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 I'm pleased for Joanna because I think we need her in that division. We need the hype. We need the, the shit talk. We need to put eyes in that division again. And I think firmly she's done it. So, you know, a, a good result probably for everyone in the UFC. And listen, Michelle Waterson as well. You got, got her credit. Stuck in there, hung in there, battled away. Didn't go her way. Michelle is an absolute pioneer of women's mixed martial arts and probably doesn't get enough credit a lot of the time as well um, for what she's done for the sport but uh, you know fantastic fighters to pair them <clears throat> absolutely right we're going to have to piss through these because yeah. we have so many to do Cub Swanson very important win over Cron Gracie incredible fight if you haven't seen it check it out Nico Price with an up kick finish Savage. at James Vick time for James Vick to rethink things yeah 100% my god he's taking um, some nasty knockouts man uh, Mackenzie Dern comes back after having a kid four months ago and lose a pretty one sided decision yeah, to Amanda Rebas has to be said uh, Luis Piana Luis was a split decision to Mafravola. Um Eric Anders back in the win column with a Your split boy. decision. <laughs> Your boy <laughs> with a split decision over Gerald Marshart. Ryan Spann, uh, lovely guillotine choke over yeah. Devin Clark. Mike Davis, Thomas Gifford. Let's talk about this for a second. Well, Belter. Fair play to uh, Bisping for calling it. Like yeah. during the second round, he's already yeah. like, "Why isn't someone stopping this?" Like, yeah. no, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, um, a lot of talk about this you've probably seen online, but really, like, you know, I don't really want to say He's fair play eating. to Thomas Gifford for staying in there yeah, the last 30 yeah, seconds yeah, no, or whatever. I, I mean, fuck's sake, like, it shouldn't be happening. Um, Figueredo, brilliant again against Tim Elliott. Um, Elliott's really at a slump, isn't he? Yeah, but Figueredo's an animal, yeah. man. Uh, Marlon Vera uh, gets the ground and pound finish at Andre Ull, and a man who has previously beaten Andre Ull, um, Mr. Nathaniel Wood, who seems to have a fight on the verge of being booked, basically said... People thought this guy would be able to beat me in stand-up. Nah. I love Marlon Vera and Nathaniel Wood. I, I understand you don't need to make it straight away, but Jesus Christ. He's been calling for this for a while. It, it, it's simmering away in the background yeah. there. They're, UFC are doing what Bare Knuckle FC aren't doing. <laughs> They're just letting That's that it. one kind That's of live. It. Let it simmer. Yeah. Um, Put on the frying pan. Just one more note of... <laughs> 
from uh, Europe. It's Marvin Vittori with a decision win over Andre Sanchez. Andrew Sanchez. Didn't look in trouble at all. Uh, really eased to victory, I felt uh, Marvin did. So he's been on a great tear since that Stoilbender loss. And, of course, he has been calling Stoilbender's name every single time he has his hand raised, he can, which he probably should. He keep keep doing it because it ain't happening. <laughs> yes, probably. But, uh, right, next one. Fucking hell, there's so much shit here. Dude. There is. Um, right, Bellator Milan. Um, apparently, Melvin Manoff told the uh, told the Dutch press after his uh, knockout finish of uh, Yannick Bahadi that he might retire. So that's interesting. He's 43, like. 43 years of age. But I mean, Jesus, he's after taking out two British uh, did you, did you, back Did you to see back. it? It was impressive, man. He beat, you know, he landed. It was weird because Bahadi, when he hit him, he sort of hit him on the hand when he was, he was trying to block it and he sort of knocked him off. He sort of lost his balance. Weird. And he just jumped on top and just absolutely bloody mauled him. Stefano Paterno, a guy I really highly rate, um, a welterweight champion under Cage Warriors banner before he signed for uh, Bellator. He beat Ashley Reese, quite a competitive fight. Ashley Reese, a very good fighter in his own right. The SEO Sakara pissed through a lad called Grigsby in the main yeah. event. He was an even record. Yeah. Um, Kane Musa. I, I uh, thought Kane won the fight. It was meant to be, it's meant to be a very uneventful fight. It was though. a terrible fight, but Kane did win it. He was a lot of work against the cage um, from both guys. Um, they weren't landing an awful lot. Kane got a take down, I think, the first or the second. I thought it was pretty much 29 28 Kane, pretty conclusively, but the judges didn't seem to think so, and Kane was fuming after the fight. Yeah, um, can't imagine that was. His Ter- terrible plan, fight, though. It wasn't know? a good fight. Can't imagine that was in Kane's plan for the yeah. fight. Obviously, like I, I felt like he's a big signing because he is such a mm. he's such a vocal dude, a very vibrant person. Leon was in his corner there as well. Was he? Yeah. So he's up in he's up in Renegade now. Mm, yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. And moving on to one championship century. Obviously, he's probably saw the headlines. Demetrius Johnson wins the flyweight title. Angela Lee suplex head and uh, nearly killed her. <laughs> <laughs> but but one championship said they will have a look at that again. Um, and possibly sanction her, but I don't think they will. Nah. You know, it's Angela Lee. She is the poster She's girl. The poster of, girl of one championship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maro Cirilli in part two was edged out by Arjun Bullar, who was making his debut. Actually, I expected Cirilli to be able to um, finish him because Cirilli's a, an absolute monster, as we saw against Carl Moore that time when mm. he stopped him in 15 seconds. But uh, Bullar is hard man to fight, and his striking did look very much improved. He hit him, he smashed up his face, actually, with these kind of lunging uppercuts. He, was he looks labored, though. Yeah, or no, he, like, not. I mean, oh, yeah, I expect it's really to be able to mm. do him, you know, to be honest with you. Um, also there of no Georgia Petrosian, Italian uh, kickboxing elite wins the Italian, wins the Italian, wins the kick, the featherweight kickboxing title. <laughs> Italian and won, Grand Prix, I thought, I know, what the fuck And is apparently that, yeah. $1 million um, for that as well. Uh, Risen 19, uh, Czech Republic, um, native and former Eurobash guest Yuri Prohaska flattened Fabio Maldonado, who really doesn't look like he should be fighting anymore, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, he's he did, an old dude. He, he wasn't at the races. He just wasn't at the As soon as Jerry's a monster, like, and he just, just never looked like it was in doubt, you know? And Prohaska, as same as he did when he was on this show, called out anyone on Bellator that wants a fight. Fair play. Can, can I just uh, ask you one thing? There yeah. was a lot of intermissions during that show, wasn't there, Pete? You were, you were texting me and I was thinking the piss out of you for about an hour. I, I can't believe. I, I think there was more intermission than fight than that. Like I think it was three and a half hours of intermission. That's fucking crazy. That is mental. Look, because the typhoon situation, I was going yeah. to be like, whatever. But fuck me, by the end of it, I was ready to pull my fucking hair out. I don't blame you. I yeah. went straight to the boozer for the day. Oh. Me and Elaine. Why wouldn't you? Tanked. Tanked. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Why not? But, um, all, Rome. Yeah. Also, uh, you should note that we have Europe has 
one last fighter flying the flag for us in the lightweight Grand Prix. It's uh, Tafik Musayef, um, who went through Damian Brown pretty handily in the opening round. He will fight Johnny Case in the second round on the 29th of December, with the final set to take place on the 31st of December. Jesus. God damn it, I love you, Ryzen. Um, but that's just the way the cookie crumbled that time. Obviously, Cage Warriors had an event in Wales. A big moment for Mason Jones. Um, looked fantastic. He did. He looked brilliant, man. And really, after that win, after such a well-rounded win, it's got to be Joy. Him. It's got to be him and Joy. Joy already has a, a fight book for that Birmingham fight, but Mason Jones versus him is just another brilliant example of what Cage Warriors do. You know what I mean? They mm. they brought these guys back up through the ranks. They're two, two look very elite lightweights, and it's going to be a brilliant fight. What age is he? 23, 4? Yeah, I think he's a, he's quite a young man, but he, but he he just looks you know in terms of his grappling and you know and his takedowns and he was like a flying shit man. The poor Finnish dude couldn't really do an awful lot and yeah, that Kimura man, fair play to him for hanging on in that first round. That was deep. That nearly snapped his arm. Like I don't know how he didn't tap to that. Yeah, no, he he is a beast. And look, this is a guy as, as we've had him on the show before. He was in um, he went to train at Mayweather's gym. He trained with the like team the, Alpha Male. Yeah, like I mean, he's gone everywhere and and to his credit, like Mantikivi is the last guy to beat Saren back. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... he's Ong. Yeah, Ong, of course. But he, he's obviously a very serious dude, you know? Sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Ong back. 8-0 Mason Jones. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, another great showcase of Welsh talent, but as we predicted, Mason Jones, definitely the guy to take... Wales is the place. new Brazil of Europe. Yes. It's mental. It, Boy, was Brazil in Europe before? Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> huge, amount, huge amount of talent there. And Josh Reed getting back in there after that bantamweight uh, tournament. Did you see that uppercut? Yeah. Holy shit. It was an absolute corker in the first round. Jesus. Ran in and just exploded. Boom, motherfuckers. Exploded, boom, motherfuckers. That's it. Um, And now, uh, obviously, there's just one more to talk about on Thursday night. And, Noel, you can talk us through this. Um, Brendan's. Brendan's appearance. I I watched it today. I thought he was brilliant. I thought it was never, again, never in doubt. Um, Interesting, I listened to the interview um, Yeah, we're about to hear it in a few minutes But it makes a lot of sense, it does. right? It does, because Brendan, obviously yeah, If you watch the fight that you know he, he did start off very tentatively He threw a lot of leg kicks in the first round um, You know, his distance control was fantastic, I think For, you know, obviously having the cut or whatever Second round Yeah, so in the to, interview he tells us that it, yeah. um, He couldn't really box because he knew his eye was going to open up He went into it with a with a cut over his eye, and he basically couldn't spare at all. So that's why we saw so much kicking from him early on. Because I was looking going, I obviously yeah. watched the fight before I spoke to him, and I was going, Jesus, his yeah. hands are so good. Like, why is he afraid yeah. to exchange with this dude? Well, not afraid. Why isn't he yeah. exchanging with this dude? And but, but it shows his IQ, and he looked really good, I thought, anyway, in the first second. He gradually sort of started letting the hands go more in the third round. He mixed them up with leg kicks, body kicks, and started throwing combinations up against the fence. So you could just tell Brendan was getting pissed. Oh, fuck the cup, mate, and go in there and just start starching, and that's what he did in the third. But third was, third, I thought he nearly yeah. hadn't finished. When he, and you pointed out kick. to me as well before, you know, on Saturday, on, uh, what was it, Thursday, Thursday? Um, we were, uh, um, or it was a Friday morning, whatever it was, I don't know. But basically, you pointed out to me when he was giving away the tickets, he put up the video, there's a little limp on him and stuff yeah, like that yeah. as well. He said, I think, during yeah, the interview, he had a few, he bits. few bits. And so, listen, fair play to Brendan, wasn't letting people down. And what a great guy as well, man, giving all the fans tickets. Kudos to, to Brendan. Not, so cool. not, not throwing shade here, but, you know, he, he didn't even need to do that call today. And he sounded a little bit hungover. I'm sound- imagine, I'd imagine <laughs> Brendan was a little bit hungover. 
as I said to you that before when I when I met I bumped into him in Vegas and he was at the bar oh, I hate man he's there at the bar with a, with, a, with, a, with a thing of whiskey after a training camp mad, mad geezer is Brennan he'll, uh, you'll hear it now in the interview but uh, he was nearly getting Tyson Fury to come down and have a beer Tom's with him brilliant. but a single beer I was like you can't have a single beer with Brendan Lachnane no, no way. way man no, no way, way. Well done, Tyson. You made the he, right decision. He, he'd be <laughs> dropping whiskey and that and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Manchester. But look, I think it was mission complete for him, right? He wanted to stimulate PFL in this part of the world. Well, look what he's he done during did. the week, man. Look, yeah, you look crazy. at the, the traction he's brought. He's brought eyes to PFL. It's exactly what PFL wanted. People talking about Brendan all over the bloody world and putting eyes on their promotion. And uh, listen, really well done to Brendan. Much, much deserved. We've known Brendan for quite some time and a guy who's worked his bloody ass off to get there and I'm glad he's getting handsomely financially rewarded as well because he deserves yeah. every bit of it. He's li- living it up. It's great to see. And, and look, again, he didn't have to do this today and he he, he made a, a real effort to get on the phone with us and uh, we really appreciate Let it. Lend us a tenner know? lock now, will you? <laughs> will, you? Will, you will you sort out my mass mortgage? <laughs> Just sort out me, me a fucking mortgage first. Forget me, Matt. Right, well, look, we'll leave you with Brendan. We'll be back in a few minutes to have a look at this UFC Boston card. All the best. And oh, now, right, back once again. It is a man that stole a lot of the headlines from the PFL event last week with his showcase performance. A win over Matt Waggy. A very dominant showcase, it must be said, for Brendan Lochnane. Brendan, how are you? And how was your adventure in Las Vegas? <laughs> Well, uh, it's just coming to an end now, Pete, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun time, as Las Vegas always is. Um, go on. You, you could think, like you'd spoke to me. I know it wasn't on the show last week. We didn't have one. But of course, you would have been on it if we did have one. But you were kind of saying, you know, you're in a suite. They had the, they rolled out the red carpet. I saw you met Mike Tyson. This seems like a, a pretty pretty much a dream come true situation for you in your, your first PFL fight. Yeah, you know what? Absolutely no complaints. PFL looked after me so well, treat me like a superstar, and, and fighting at the Mandalay Bay was really was a, a goosebump moment. It was amazing. So um, every box ticked, and then I would just move forward with this organization. I saw in the post that you put up with Tyson, and you said, you know, oh, I wanted to get the finish today. There was a hint of like nearly disappointment of it. But have you watched the fight back? It was incredibly dominant showing from you. Do you still think? that, you know, the finishes are as important as just being as dominant as you looked out there? Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, All I've come for is the finishes. That's what people want to see and that's what I want to deliver. Uh, No excuses, but it was was a bit of a compromise camp. That cut that opened up was was an old cut, so I didn't spar for the whole camp because that cut kept opening um, and I kind of knew that I had to play it safe. Uh, I didn't want to get stopped with a cut, so... And then a few more little injuries. So, you know, it was a bit of a compromise camp. So, kind of had to play it safe. But, yeah, kept the guy at distance and just used my legs. Yeah, I noticed that, actually, because your boxing skills are, are, are brilliant. And you're kind of known for your, your punching power and your punching ability. And, obviously, there was a lot more kicks in, in this fight. And to Matt's credit, like, I mean, he's won 10 of his last 12 fights coming into this. He's no slouch. Um did, did, was that because of the cut? The, is that why you went the route with the kicks, Um, you know, as predominantly as you did? Yeah, literally the first exchange of hands, the cuts opened straight up, which I knew it would. Shit. Um, and yeah, and I knew that any kind of boxing exchanges was going to open it because the area was very weak. Uh, so it did have to be a safe performance, and I believe it was. And sometimes it was either that or I just don't have to fight. So I'd rather do that than not have to fight and not get paid. 
Absolutely, and with such a build-up, we, we knew it was going to be then. It was the debut. Of course, you didn't want to let these guys down, right? Yeah, of course. And what did you think of Matt when he was in there? I mean, did he did he cause you any trouble? Like, I mean, did you feel it was awkward to fight him in any way? Yeah, considering that, you, as you said, you were you wanted to get in there and go for the finish. Was he a trickier opponent than, than you thought he would be? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bit. I thought I was going to finish him in a second. That was my plan. Um, his credit, much tougher than I thought, much stronger than I thought. Um, I, I thought it was gonna, I was going to set him up nice in the first and finish him in the second, but it wasn't meant to be. Might had other ideas, obviously, and uh, yeah, we we had a good fight and entertained the crowd. And then I went back to the old Brendan towards the end of the third. I thought, fuck it, let's just swing it out. <laughs> yeah, he looked re- he looked like you really heard him there against the cage uh, towards the end of it there. But I'm sure you were he was probably reluctant again because of the eye, right? Like I I felt like you've you've really heard him there with a kick to the body, and then you start opening up to his head with some punches. And I and I yeah. thought like he was close to going out there. Did you feel that way as well? Yeah, I felt him wilting a bit. Uh, but like I say, just like the last fight, it was it was running a bit too short with the time at the end of the third. Uh, I think I'd actually be better over five rounds, uh, to be honest. I feel like I'm just getting warm in the third now. Something I want to work on in training for the next one. Um, there's always positives I can take away. So, yeah, plenty to work on. Tell me about the meeting with Tyson, because that that's an incredible picture you guys took afterwards. How did that come about? Well, the owner said, oh, you know, they, they, they really like me there. I mean, the owner, that Don Davis and Peter Murray, and they, they were nothing but nice and anything you need, Brendan. And then he said, oh, come with me a minute. Actually, I'll tell you what happened. This is what happened. I just remembered I got a, a FaceTime of Tyson Fury, right? You and were I on FaceTime with Tyson Fury? Yeah, I was on FaceTime with him, but I was trying to tell the owner I was on FaceTime with Tyson. And he went, would you want to go meet him right now? And he thought I meant Mike Tyson. <laughs> so he, I was like, yeah, okay. And he took me and met Mike Tyson. I was like, fuck it. Both Tysons in one night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so you both had Tyson Fury and Mike Tyson on the same night uh, congratulating me on this win. Yeah, when I was getting my stitches done, um, he, my friend rang him and then put him on the FaceTime to me and I was talking to him. He was in Vegas as well. Uh, and he was saying, oh, I'll come over there for a drink. But he said he had a had a flight at six in the morning, so and he was with his family, so but I was going to come out, but he didn't end up coming in the end. You're the wrong man to kind of meet uh, for one drink, I think, uh, Brandon. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think he would have been able to get out of there quick enough, you know? <laughs> yeah, would have, especially with Tyson Fury, it would have been a long night. <laughs> and what did they say? What did what did Fury have to say? Yeah, first of all, and I'll ask you about Mike afterwards. Well, I was getting the, I was getting the stitches, and then he just obviously had his stitches. And then he was telling me about his, and then we were having a laugh. And then he, I had a beer in my hand, so did he, and then we were cheersing over FaceTime. It was good. <laughs> Very cool. And, and, uh, brilliant. You said that Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson, um, he enjoyed your performance anyway, even though you weren't able to showcase your uh, your punching ability, as we said earlier. Yeah, no, no, no. He was he was nothing but, you know, because PFL really bigging me up to him as well. and He knew who I was coming into the fight and stuff, and he was waiting for that performance, so... Just a bit devastated that I didn't get the finish, obviously. But, you know, he, he was happy with it. Everyone was happy apart from me. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I want to go out there and finish everyone that I fight. And, um, you know, when you first signed for PFL, you were hopeful that you would be able to fight on this one. And then I believe you were hoping to fight again by the end of the year. Is that a is that a possibility still? Or do you think you're going to have to give this eye time to heal? Because, as you said, you know, it did take away from your performance to some extent. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'll be out in New Year's Eve, 100%. I'm going to give this a week or two that it needs. 
Um, it, it got the stitches that it needs. I, I couldn't stitch it during camp for obvious reasons. So it was getting glued. The area wasn't strong. Um, now it's got. I've got 11 weeks until New Year's Eve, so I'll give it four or five weeks of plenty of rest and sort the area out and then start going from there and then probably pick my spiral up towards the last six weeks of the camp. Yeah, that's incredible that you couldn't spar at all. Was that playing on your mind ahead of this, given how much excitement there was? I mean, I felt like everybody was talking about this card in Europe. Everybody, I saw everybody in the European scene tweeting about you, tweeting about this fight. I mean, was that was that playing in your head? Like, shit, I didn't, I didn't even get to spar ahead of this. Yeah, couldn't really spar, couldn't really wrestle for like the whole camp. Uh, I did it about eight weeks out, and then I. Uh, I opened it again, the first spar, I rested it for like four weeks. And then I had one spar, head guard, big guns, and it just opened straight away, first touch, and I thought, oh no. So I had a decision to make the camp, and we were like, right, we're going to go through with it, but I'm just going to have to lay off the spar, and it just made me realise how important sparring is, to be honest. Mm, of course, and, and I mean, is there anyone there um, that you would like to face at this end of the year event or is it just a matter of you know signing on the dotted line until you get yourself into that playoff situation next year no idea who they're going to give me but what a dream come true to do Madison Square Garden and Mandalay Bay in one year so there's no way you're missing that I'll be fixing up my eye and I'll be ready for that yeah and I mean is there have they mentioned anything about potential opponents or anything like that to you or is it just um, is it still up in the air at the moment who you could possibly face did they mention anything afterwards well, I've actually got a message of my manager to call him, so maybe I'll know in the next hour or so. <laughs> well, you must tell us if you find out. And I, on, on the subject of your manager, I've got to ask you, did you did you uh, know, were you aware of anything that happened between Ali and Abe? I know I've seen a lot of stuff. I saw Malky talking about it online. Um, a lot of people uh, seem to say that Ali struck Abe. Um, you kind of asked him for a conversation. The reports go that Abe thought he was going to have a conversation and there was a... Obviously, Ali then struck him, allegedly, and um, Anthony Pettis tried to get involved. Security had to separate them. Sounds like a crazy scene. Were you, were you around for that or anything like that? I was nowhere near it. Uh, obviously, I heard about it. Um, I've not got the full story. I've not really spoke to anybody. I've just been doing my own thing in Vegas, as you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to just catch it up with my phone now. Uh, so, I'm sure I'll get the full story today. Yes, yes, and tell them they must stop taking away from your headlines, Brendan. That isn't fair. They should have been all talking about you, not this guy. Not Ali and no. Abe. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a bit of a crazy altercation, but yeah, I'll be looking forward to getting the details of that one. Well, uh, Brendan, that's all I have for you, man. We're all delighted for you. Great to see you get off to uh, a great start with PFL and... Um, Great to see everybody so tuned into that promotion over here. Like I, I feel like I said this to you as soon as you signed that you would bring a whole new audience to that organization, and it certainly feels that way. Did, did they communicate that much to you? Did were they happy with the amount of European interest you brought to this event? PFL are extremely happy. I'm extremely happy. I feel like it was a perfect transaction for me to go there, um, and I feel I'm just you know. I'm still super happy with everything and the way everything went, the way I was treated, treated like a true professional, paid like a professional, can't complain, not one complaint from me and uh, what a way to open my account for PFL. Amazing, Brendan. You get home safely to Manchester and we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. Brilliant, brilliant win and uh, congratulations to you and yours, my friend. Top man, pizza. Take care, my friend. All the best, bud. Bye-bye. All the best, mate. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much to Mr. Lucknane for getting on the hottest property in PFL at the moment. And look, before this fight, actually, he was talking to me, and, and based on the traction he was generating, can he rival Kayla Harrison? there for the biggest name there. I think he can, man. Like, it's not like people in Europe are going, can't wait to see Kayla Harrison fight. Yeah, she, you know what she mean? signed a five-year deal or a five-year five, 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 five contract or something, I think, Yeah, the look, week and she's well. very good, but I'm just saying it brings a completely different element to it when Brendan's there for yeah. us, right? Like, oh, I mean, definitely. It's, you you want to watch it. Like, I saw so many, like, diehard fans tweeting yeah. about him during the week and stuff, so I think it's a huge deal for them. And yeah. I actually quite like some of the PFL graphics, the speed the speed on the punches and stuff they kind of show. And like they do just, uh, the ref cam as well. Yeah, it's just something just different, you know? Just, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's you know, I think you have to do something different these days. And, and what they've done is, you know, I think they took it away for their last event before this one. Um, and the fans actually requested it back. So they put it back in, which was pretty cool, I thought, as well. So, yeah, you need something different. And Mind you, the all pride days, the all ref cam. It does. It spices it all up. And, um, yeah, listen, I think, you know, for them, especially if they want to get sort of a base in Europe, um, Brennan's definitely the right man to go around. He's a big, big following over this side of the pond, and um, yeah, sensible stuff. And I, I like what they did all week. I, I like what they did all week. It was uh, it was good, sensible, and uh, you know, making the fights I think available free as well is a, is a no brainer. We could give out about other promotions <laughs> about things like that, but they made it easy for you to watch as well, which I found really cool. Hard to believe that the biggest headline that came out of the event was about two managers hopping the heads oh, off each other. Jesus, <laughs> Did you hear that? Like, and like, oh man, I don't, I don't know what to say anymore. I listened to, you know, um, there was a round table. Could you imagine this in football? Like, a Premier League football, like, and an FA oh, Cup final. Alex and, Ferguson uh, and Wenger left no, and hooking but, each other. Yeah, we just, oh, it's madness. It's just, you're getting to the point now with, you know, like, why does a manager have to be the front? Why, you know, stay in the background, lads. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, let your fighters get the attention. Let your fighters get the credit. It, it you know, it doesn't sit well with me. Um, yeah, and even even Ali did that media day, like, which is a good that's idea. That's what I was about to say, put, the, round, the round table. Yeah, and but, but he's putting, shit, like. putting the, uh, that's good to put your photos out there, but it, what what was the big thing for me was, the confusing thing for me was, Habib has said on a few occasions, yeah, I'm going yeah. to fight Tony Ferguson. And then Ali comes out and he says, no, we, no, we don't uh, want to fight Ferguson. Yeah, And I'm like, hang on a second. For ages. Are you not Are you not meant to be representing Habib? Yeah. Like, did he not just say, yeah, I'll do that? That's the fight everybody wants, and you're saying he doesn't deserve it? He's been saying this for a few months now. He's been slating Ferguson on Twitter. You're not getting the next shot, all this sort of stuff. And then, obviously, as you uh, pointed out there, Habib did an Habib interview. Habib has already said. He did an interview with uh, RT Today last week saying, you know, Tony Ferguson will be next. Mm. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who's really calling the shots there? And it's... It, it doesn't sit well. I mean, even though I watched, as I said, the round table there, and he was sort of putting words in his the fighters. TMZ yeah, he was putting really words in his in other, you know, his fighters' mouths on on who to fight and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, he's saying one thing, you're saying another thing there as well. Very similar to what you're saying about Habib. Listen, um, but he's the most powerful manager. Yes, in MMA. In MMA, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think when I think about Habib, um, having spent a little bit of time around him, not much. Um, I feel like he really is after that legacy, and I feel that if the move to legacy is to fight Tony Ferguson, hundred percent. There's no other real option. There. Listen, Tony's the one who's got fucking screwed over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I know you know unfortunate injuries, but Tony's been treated very poorly by by Dana White in the UFC, even openly and publicly. Even he was holding the interim title. I remember, um, you know, Tony said, "I'm next, I'm next, whatever." And then obviously, unfortunately, he got injured. But they were trying to make the fight. But you know. Dana White basically came out publicly and said, who the fuck is Tony Ferguson to say anything? He's your UFC interim lightweight champion at the time, Dana. Mm. Have a bit more respect for the guy. Roy, let's have a quick look at this Boston card. Rant over. 
there's lots of rants this week. Uh, Chris Wyman v oh, Dominic the, Reyes at the top of the card. It's um, it's a one. It's it's kind of like Rockhold and Jan Blackovich, where everyone's kind of like, oh, if one of these guys wins, they're gonna fight John Jones. Um, I would have preferred Jan to get the shot. I know he's fighting Jack Ray now, but uh, you know Dominic Reyes is certainly on a great run, and and really the win over Volkan wasn't enough. Yeah. So I guess, I guess one over Chris Wyman will. Yeah, will I be think that'll solidify it. You know, a lot of people had that uh, Volkan Osmer fight scored for Volkan in London, and um, I think he's going to have to go out here and uh, be dominant against Chris Wyman. It's going to be interesting to see Chris again. You know, back in there again at up two hundred and five pounds. Has he not? Um, he's not been in there. No, no. Has he not? Do you not no. fight? I don't think so. I think that's his debut. All right, maybe. Oh, it is his debut. Sorry, I thought. Jeez, I thought. All right, doesn't Fuck's matter. Sake, no. Terrible. But um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's a big, big night for Chris Wyman. Um, you know, a change of scene, a change of weight. You know, one eighty five was an awful cut for him. We've seen. I think Ariel did a documentary in the past with him documenting um, a weight cut, and it was. You know, it is tough for Chris to get to one eighty five. And um, we need to see something from Chris here in this fight. He's lost like three of his last four fights. Um, Looking forward to Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens in the in the co-main event. We saw Jeremy in Dublin after the incident with Yair in the first fight. Um, real letdown after the so much build-up for that in Mexico City. So really looking forward to these guys getting it on and if we thought there was heat before there's even fucking more heat yeah. now after those exchanges as we saw in the hotel lobby afterwards and stuff like that Jeremy Stevens is not a man to be trifled with uh, and Yair Rodriguez as we said at the time did not shower himself in glory not at all, man. with the way he behaved over there especially to Bisping a European legend how dare you um, your mate Greg Hardy's also on this card <laughs> uh, he's improved a lot he's he improved has, a lot he, he has. fucking hasn't he has he, has. he no. improved drastically from the first fight oh, he that's bullshit he's dead behind the eyes okay. um, <laughs> he's fighting a fan called Ben Sassoli never heard of him yeah <laughs> so could be another improving moment for uh, Greg Hardy <laughs> out there <laughs> okay. uh, Joe Lowe's on Jonathan Pierce Macy Barber who Molly Molly yeah uh, yeah, Molly put Molly, on blast. Molly put her on blast. Else. She's texting Gillian Robertson and saying, "I hope you're by sure." So uh, I that, see she did a documentary. I must have a watch of it with BBC. Did um, she? Molly Molly McCann. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, and um, I think Corey McKenna was also on it. Class. So I'm gonna have a watch. That's on the BBC. Uh, Three player, um, apparently. So, I'm gonna have a so we'll have to ungeo block ourselves into that one, but yeah. we definitely will. Um, Darren Wynn takes on Darren Stewart. They've had a great little back and forth online. Darren Wynn's a huge prospect. He Stewart's is, always in cracking. He is Cormier's uh, protege. He's a very short man. He's been slagging Darren Stewart, saying he looks <laughs> like Tyron Woodley. Uh, Darren Jeez. Stewart has been calling him a garden gnome in retaliation. So, looking forward to that. I'm actually speaking to Darren tomorrow. That's what I call my nephew. Their card. Two year old nephew with garden gnome, yeah. He is a psychopath, that nephew of yours. No, not that one. Oh, sorry. Um, Manny Bermudez, Charles Rosa. Charles Rosa's always on in Boston. He's but always in good fights. He's from Boston. Molly McCann, though. And the oh, yeah. be that Molly seems to be taken to the Bostonians like a house on fire, man. She is going around. She's gone to a game, I see, with Leah over there. And she's looking. Leah in her corner. Yeah, I think so. She, Molly looks fucking ripped, man. Do you see how... Fu- she looks like she's after piling on muscle, yeah. man. She looks fucking... Like, she looks savage, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. She is a little savage. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see what Molly does because she's improved so much, man. It's just... Every fight, she seems to get better since that loss. Yeah. Uh, so debut. mentally strong. She is, and that's that's it's a credit to her, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to that one. It should be, uh, should be a fun one, and I'm sure the Bostonians will be uh, in full voice for, for Molly. There's lots of Americans on the rest of the card, but we do have a uh, an interview with a certain Sean Brady. Claimed. Yes, Noel has gone and claimed this man. But you've been saying for a long time, a lot of hype about this kid. There is, especially in uh, you know the Midwest sort of, well, not Midwest, just like my geography's terrible. Um, in, in Philly and stuff like that, Paul Feller has been sparking about him for six years now to me, and 
Um, the guy's unbeaten in his amateur career, 3-0 and and then 10-0 and in mixed martial arts. He was supposed to make his debut, I think, last March. Um, Billy, I heard, yeah. And that was pulled... Um, I don't know. I, I think his opponent got injured or whatever. But, like, listen, they're putting him in on his debut Hard against fucking fight, Court man. McGee. Jesus. A gritty, grindy vet like Court McGee, ultimate fighter winner. But Brady's one of these guys. I think he suits, um, as I say to him in the interview, that he suits the style of um, martial artist that's in uh, the welterweight division at the moment. Really solid all round game, good wrestler, gritty, grindy. Listen, he has Irish pro tattooed on him. Do we need anything else? That's it. Claims. <laughs> But uh, right, let's go. We'll uh, talk to Sean. Uh, Noel had a great interview with him earlier this week, so we will leave you with that, and we'll be back to talk some shy. Thank you very much, Sean. Delighted to welcome on the show, eagerly awaiting his debut this week at UFC Boston. Uh, it is the undefeated CWFC prospect in Sean Brady who faces Court McGee in Boston on Saturday night. Sean, I'm very, very excited to speak to you. I've been following your career for quite some time. It's great to have you on the show, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. Um ready to go last like you said we're we're about a week out from weight well this time next week i'll already be weighed in and and getting getting back to put my weight on and getting ready to go so i'm feeling feeling good talk to me about that obviously you were supposed to make your debut uh last march i believe at ufc philadelphia um what what's it been like it obviously been a bit of a frustrating sort of time for you on the sidelines waiting to make your UFC bow um talk to me about the emotions um what have it been like for the last 6 7 months yeah man it's been it's been a roller coaster it's been some of actually like my highest highs my lowest lows like i defended my belt for CFFC and um about 2 weeks later i pretty much thought i was just going to be defending my belt again and uh Eddie Alvarez he's from Philly and uh i know Eddie pretty pretty well and he actually called me on the phone and we were just talking about setting up training because he was getting ready for cool. his um i think one of his one fights his yeah. first his first one fc fight and uh we were just setting up some training and because he man you haven't got signed yet and i was like man nah, i'm just waiting to see what's up so we hung up the phone and i was actually driving to go train and eddie started sending me screenshots of him talking to dana and um, sure as shit, I got a contract the next day. So, I mean, I really, obviously, all my hard work is what got me here. But if Eddie's, Eddie's like a huge part of me getting signed. So, I can't, I can't thank Eddie enough. And um, then, wow. yeah, we thought we were going to get signed on the Philly card. And then some stuff didn't work out. And then just waiting around sucks. This you know, I really wanted to, to rally off some fights. And um, sitting around sucks. But... I've just been getting better and better, so it's going to be a, a good night for me in Boston. Definitely. I didn't realize that Eddie had such um, an influence on you being signed with the UFC because uh, I know you're, you're good pals of Paul Felder as well. He's you know he's talked to us on this show um, for the last number of years about you being, I think his exact words were, a savage watch over this kid. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, Eddie Alvarez, obviously, you know, a Philly vet as well, you know, excellent, excellent fighter, but you know, I was a little bit surprised you didn't get actually signed a little bit sooner. Um, would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah, it is. But you know what? It um, it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out. I uh, a lot of people were trying to get me to get signed like earlier on in my career, like five and zero, and I just wasn't ready. And uh, I knew I wasn't ready. You know, I wanted to get some yeah. more experience. And ten and zero is is a perfect. Like I feel like I got I got enough experience. Um, I'm good enough to fight anybody in the welterweight division and, and beat them, in my opinion. You know, I I think uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised with, with what I do in the UFC. Well, my, my teammates and my uh, 
my my team will they 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 won't be surprised, but I'm definitely going to surprise a lot of people. You it's, know, it's so. interesting you say that because I think you know. Um, if there is talk, you know, a lot of fighters will say on the regional scene, one of the guys to watch out for was your name. Is there not a lot yeah. of expectation maybe on you going into this fight? Um, I, I really don't know. It's I court to me. I'm fighting court McGee. Yeah. Court is the toughest guy I've, I've ever fought. And your next opponent's always your toughest fight. But court is, is very tough. He's uh Definitely. he's a grinder. He's a gamer. He's been, in the UFC longer than I've been a professional. Mm. So, uh, he's, he's got a lot more experience than me, but I've been training for a long time and I've been training with some of the best guys and I've trained with some of the best guys, welterweight, middleweight, 205. And I hold my own and I do even better than hold my own. So I know what I bring to the table. No one's just seen it yet on the, on the world scene, but now I'm in the UFC and everyone's going to see what I'm about. You talk about that, you know, what I take from watching your fights is you're a very well-rounded guy. You don't particularly stand out in one area. Everything seems to come together and you're very, very physically strong as well. That's one thing I would say. Do you think that's the key in the UFC welterweight division at the moment? We, you know, we look at the top of the division, it's all sort of guys who are able to to grind really, really hard. You know, you've Colby Covington, you've obviously Kamara Usman, uh, Court McGee as well is, is, is a guy very much like that. Is that the style to succeed in the welterweight division at the moment um i think it's it's a style that it just it depends on your body style you know like me like i'm a shorter welterweight so i've always fought guys who are six two six three and i've just had to make do with what i had court's not that tall he's only like five ten yeah. five lines so it's going to be nice to actually fight someone who's about my height but yeah i just i just use what what, what i got you know i'm a shorter stockier guy and um, I got really good grappling, but I got really good striking too. And mm. I always try to show, get to show my striking, but a lot of times the fight ends up on the floor and there's nothing really you can do about that. But yeah, I'm, I can strike with the best of the strikers and I can grapple with the best grapplers. So whatever, whatever comes in this fight, I'm ready for it. What's the preparation mean like for this? Has it been different? Um, you know, obviously you're going to be in from the TD Garden, you know, massive Boston crowd. Um, have you done anything different in terms of, of getting advice from um, sort of maybe obviously the likes of Jonathan Webb, who I know is one of your coaches, former UFC vet, you know, Paul Feller, you've mentioned Eddie Alvarez there. Have they been in your ear? Have you asked them for any advice in, in sort of dealing with that big crowd? Yeah, I mean, I feel like as soon as you get in there, it, all that kind of goes away. Obviously, yeah. I'm definitely going to have some new nerves being in the UFC and all that, but I do this every day, you know. I fight every day. Every day I'm, I'm getting after it, you know. I'm, I'm training my ass off to make sure I'm prepared everywhere for this fight. So once me and court are locked in there, it's 15 minutes and nothing else matters. Mm. Only thing that matters is me getting my hand raised. That's all I care about. Obviously I have a lot of people coming up from Philly and it's going to be amazing, (laughs) but none of that shit matters. Only thing that matters is me beating court and moving on to the next person and getting on my road to being the welterweight champion, which I know I can be and I know I will be. Have Paul Felder or Eddie Alvarez reached out to you in, in any words of ad- advice for your UFC debut? I, I talk to I mean I talk to Paul all the time. Like Paul's a, a really good friend of mine, so he just he just pretty much not nothing specific, just the normal the normal stuff, you know, it's just you're always gonna be nervous. Even yeah. talking to Eddie and talking to any high level guy, those nerves never go away. And that's something I struggled with when I, I was a uh, a young pro. I, I would get so nervous before a fight. And then just with more experience, it kind of it got easier. But you're always going to be nervous. If you're not nervous before a fight, there's something wrong. You know, yeah, like definitely. you're getting in there to, to fight somebody in front of 
thousands of people. It's 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 nerve wracking. You know, you don't want to lose. You don't want to get knocked out in front of your family. But like I said, all once once we get in there and we start throwing leather, it's all going to go away. And it and it's a fight. And I know how to fight, so I'll I'll be good. Do you look up to these guys like Paul Felder, Jonathan Jonathan Webb, and Eddie Alvarez? Yeah, yeah. John, so Jonathan's my main, like my main training partner, and Jonathan's a coach of mine yeah. too. He, uh, Jonathan's, Jonathan's always been there for me, and um, he he's coming up Monday with me. So I'll have a lot of guys, but Jonathan's been next to me every step of my career, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 lucky to have these guys in my corner. Same thing with Paul. You know, Paul goes out to Rooster Sport, and then he's yeah. back here with us. But I'm lucky to have these guys around me. You know, Paul's ranked number six in the world. And when Paul's home, I'm training with Paul every day. Mm. So I get to be around these high-level guys and, and train with them and, and see, see what it's like. So, yeah, I'm in a good position. I, I don't have to leave my – I live in Philly. I train in Philly. A lot of guys have to leave their hometown. I have great coaches and great teammates. I don't have to, I don't have to leave my family, my girlfriend, for eight weeks at a time. I get to stay home train come home and and relax and and do everything right out of my home city so i couldn't be happier cool yeah you've you've obviously had to cut down on the philly cheesesteaks though i I gather (laughs) yeah i haven't had a cheesesteak in a while i'm I'm getting one once i uh once i get home that's for sure but no no cheesesteaks for a while where's the best where's the best one i've heard there's a a lot of debate in philadelphia about where's the best philly cheesesteak so i'm from (laughs) gino's isn't it uh, there's a Nah, Gino's, that's like a tourist thing. For me, it's uh, it's called Steve's Steak. It's like a slab steak. It's not chopped up. It's a slab. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's if you're from Philly, you know about Steve's, but there's so many different spots, but that's definitely my favorite. I'll be going there after the fight for sure. Definitely. I'm going to have to get over to Philly one of the days and, and sample some of this this food. Hey, Paul Felder's always telling me about how good the food is in Philly. But listen to me. Um your debut, obviously, you've mentioned there, you know, Court McGee, a really, really tough dude, um, UFC veteran, ultimate fighter, winner. Does this show you maybe what the UFC think of you and how highly they think of you putting you in on your UFC debut against a guy of Court's um, sort of solidity and ability? Yeah, for sure. I was actually really, really excited for this matchup because coming in, Court has a name and Court's been around and people know who court is and court's a tough, tough guy. Mm. I don't want to come in and fight another guy kind of like me, like undefeated or whatever, who no one really knows. Like this fight is going to bring, it's going to bring, uh, like a lot of people are going to have their eyes on it yeah. for me. Cause especially being court and he won the ultimate fighter and he's been through a lot. And court's court's only been finished. I think one time in his career. That's right. That yeah. Um, Santiago. Pantanibio. So yeah. He, he's as tough as they come, you know, they keep been in there with the best guys in the world. and They couldn't put him away. So for me going into this fight, knowing what I can do, and if I can put him away, that just will show the UFC how good I am. And every other guy at 170, that shit, this kid's for real, and he's here to stay. Do you think so people? I'm excited. Do you think people are going to be talking about you next Sunday morning? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I plan on this is the sharpest I've ever felt in a training camp. I know everyone always says that, yeah. But um, I, I feel amazing. You know, I'm going to go in there and. Whether I have to beat Core over the course of 15 minutes or knock him out or submit him, which I can do any three of those, I'm leaving that, that octagon with my hand raised no matter what. And people are going to, even more people are going to know who I am after, after that fight outside of Philly. Like, I, a lot of people know who I am yeah. in Philly, but the world's going to know who I am next, next Sunday morning. It's about a statement then for you. Is that fair to say? What, say it again? It's about making a statement for you. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I had I had to make a statement. You know, I I'm coming in. Uh, I, a lot of there's been like you said, a lot of people thought I should have got signed sooner. So I got to go in there and and do what I know I can do. I think I can be anyone in the top 15. So I just got to go in there, do what I do against court, and then keep this ball moving. You know, as I want to get in there and and show the world what I can do, and because I know how good I am, and I know I can be. And I know I can be a champion in the UFC, and I just got to go perform. And that's what I plan on doing. Are you one of these guys who who looks at the UFC welterweight division and sort of eyes it up and sort of sort of maps out your path? Is is that how you perceive when you're looking on a fights? Mm, not really. I uh, court's the only person on my mind right yeah. now, you know. And uh, that's that's the way I've always been. A lot of people always ask me like, "Oh, what do you think about this guy?" When I have a fight, I only think about one person. But after the fight. I'll, I'll really, I always watch anytime I'm watching the UFC, you know, if a welterweight's fighting, mm. I'm watching that fight because you never know. So I always, I always try to keep my eyes on everybody. But yeah, only thing on my mind right now is court. I'll, I'll figure the rest out after this fight, but I got a tough test ahead of me and I plan on acing the test and then moving on. How do you see it panning out? Do you see, do you see a finish? Do you see him, uh, you know, dominating for, for three rounds? How, how in your mind does this fight finish? In my mind, uh, I always want to finish, but I really I, sometimes I even think dominating a fight from start to yeah. finish is even more impressive. So whatever whatever court gives me, you know, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough fight for him, and it's gonna be a tough fight for me. But I know as long as I don't beat myself, I can beat anybody in the world. So I just gotta go in there confident, knowing what I can do, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be that hard for me to to perform. And I'm looking for I'm looking for a finish, but I'm ready to fight for 15 minutes hard. So, and I know he is too. So it's gonna it's gonna be a good fight. Looking forward to it. Listen to me. Tell me about your your Irish family history. I have to ask you about that one. Uh, obviously, you like a name, Sean Brady, and Irish pride tattooed on the end. I believe as well. You were looking for a, a half and half uh, American and Irish flag as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my grandparents were, were straight off the boat from Ireland. Wow. So my dad's 100 percent Irish. Uh, my mom's pretty much. All Irish. I take I take pride in 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 my Irish heritage. Not obviously, I love being American, but yeah, I'm looking for that that Irish uh, American flag. I got to see if I can get two flags and and stitch them together. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I've only been up to Boston to train a couple of times. I never got to actually experience the city. So going up there, we get to go up there on Monday, and I don't fight till Friday. So wow. I'll get to walk around, see some cool stuff. Not fighting in Philly sucks. But Boston's the next best thing, you know. Definitely. Like you said, that all the Irish fans up there. Hopefully, they get behind me and not court. So uh, I'm looking to make some new fans out there. That's for sure. Well, we're claiming everyone we can at the moment. So uh, are, are, are you going to have that? Are you going to have that Irish flag on your shorts? <laughs> I'll definitely accept being claimed by the Irish. That's for sure. Looking forward to it. Listen to me. Uh, it's, I'm massively looking forward to your debut um, in Boston this weekend. Sean, I really do appreciate you taking the time out to stop by on the show today. Of course, man. Thank you so much. I, uh, I, look, I look forward to doing more <laughs> interviews with you soon. We bulldoze our way through it. We are at the end of the episode now. We're free to talk absolute garbage. It's good to have an Irish fighter back in the UFC this weekend, isn't it? <laughs> We've got three now. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Ireland. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> but look, I was actually speaking to my dad before I came down here. Does your dad even speak to you anymore? I'm surprised. Ah, sometimes when I mention sport, but <laughs> I was saying to him, like, you know, this weekend could be the end of you. First of all, 
Ireland are going to get trounced by New Zealand and then Liverpool are going to absolutely destroy United. Yeah. I mightn't be showing up next Monday. I could, be, <laughs> I, could be, I could be in the pub this time next Monday still. It, I um, think this weekend could really hurt you. It could, yeah. No, I, you know, Saturday, uh, I was, you know, disappointed for Bundyaki again, the red, but it was a red. Anyone who wants to argue that it wasn't red, you're idiots. It was a red card. What, what, how funny is it that the Irish sent over a legal team to Tokyo yeah. to try not to get that's the most rugby yeah. shit I've ever heard in my life and they all they all do it in the rugby like that's oh that's standard God. rugby like they, you always like, you've, that's I, standard rugby no, no, no but, but it is if you've an international hearing there's always a legal team present with you it's, it's mad like um, oh my God but, um, yeah listen it's going to be a tough ask for, for the lads on Saturday um, I think we're going to have to play to our very best and we need sex and firing on, on all cylinders I don't see it happening myself personally but listen you never fucking know um, it, it would be it would be amazing if we could reach the heights of we, of we did you know 18 months ago when we were the best team probably on the planet um, it's going to be tough though this weekend a World Cup scenario against um, you know was that that time where we where we bet um, the All Blacks in a friendly and we act like we won the World <laughs> Cup yeah yeah <laughs> that was the saddest yeah, shit twice. I've ever seen in my life yeah we went a bit I was like, what, about it. what are we after winning yeah. Oh, just just the match. No, we did go a bit. We, we were actually we were a bit like the English. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, but we 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 did milk the arse off it, and it was I think. I oh, like, thought we were after winning the World Cup. I think there was like three of the team um, played in that match in in, in Chicago where it was on. Um, the Fucking first Chicago! In the first game we won against them. Um, well, that's we, why they lost. I mean, um, they had to travel an extra fucking twelve hours to play the game, yeah, probably. So uh, listen, it is what it is. But as for United. Um, Fuck me, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I think we could be a drop trench this Sunday. I hope Anthony Martial is back. We need him back, but uh, it's 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 uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good at the moment. Um, considering the form Liverpool are on, they're going for I think 18th successive win in the league, and uh, you know my heart could be very, I could be very depressed next Monday. So you're you're anticipating two losses? No. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You stop. No. Who's we're gonna win. who's going to be who worse? Will, will the All Blacks be Ireland worse, or will Liverpool no, be no, 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 no. Ireland will perform. Can I just say my notes for this is Ireland v All Blacks, United v Liverpool, dash a week of sporting calamity for Noel McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I guarantee you, Ireland are playing now uh, tonight as well. When the time this podcast goes out against Switzerland, we're going to lose. Like, <laughs> I, I even tweeted on Saturday before the match kicked off. I said, "Right, we're playing Georgia away. Uh, perfect opportunity here to get three points. Rank ninety-one in the world." And I tweeted beforehand, "We're going to fucking shit the bed here. What do we do? Put in the worst performance having years, nil all fucking draw. And now we need we needed a bloody a point from the last two games if we'd beaten Georgia. Now we need to win." Away to bloody Switzerland or at home to Denmark, who trounced us five one in a World Cup qualifier two years ago. Oh yeah, fuck my life. This week is going to be shit. That was the Saturdays I said to you. I went in the beer straight after. Was that Saturday or something? Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. So I went in the beer and I was giving out shit to Elaine. We we're shit. fifteen minutes late for the start of the Georgia match, and I was saying the pubs are going to be packed. Everyone's going to be there for it. <laughs> no one, the no owl, one. Owl his dog at the bar. Absolutely nobody in the bleeding place. Elaine's like, oh. oh yeah, it's fucking packed, isn't it? You dickhead. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I'll tell you what. I went out for a couple of points last night after finishing the office, and I uh, fucking no one around, man. Where's everyone gone? Yeah, like, like Sunday night normally you get a few stragglers. Yeah, there was actually no one around. I went it was the city center. I went for an El Carvey on yesterday. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. What'd you get? Just all of it and meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had they, they had like uh, they only had beef, bacon, and turkey. So oh. we got both bacon and turkey. On Turkey's the same great. It's an oh, under, it's underrated great. turkey, especially when it's moist. I hate when it's dry. Yes. don't fucking annoy yes. me with don't, dry don't turkey. Don't dry me like you choking the shit. Like, and then you get a lot of gravy and just drink the shit. Uh, but listen, um, it could be a tragic week. Um, 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking say we're, we're gonna we're gonna do some good shit this week. Who? Ireland's Ireland's and not Man not Manchester United. No, I think United are probably the most li- unlikely. I think the Ruby lads will come close. I I, I okay right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck it. I'll make a prediction here. Oh my god, Ireland are gonna beat the All Blacks. <laughs> 24-23, Johnny Sexton, drop goal, 81st minute. Johnny Sexton! And it'll just be over, and then we'll, we'll beat the English. England will beat France and the other, and we'll play England in, in the semis, and we'll whoop them. Alex oh. Corbusiero, bring it on. Congratulations, Alex Corbusiero. You've got engaged, my friend. Big what time. a beautiful man. It's amazing that some woman has managed to <laughs> take him off the market. I always thought I'd be in with a late run at Corbusiero to try and I get him married. I thought he did after he picked me up like a two-pick in Belfast. <laughs> he snapped me. Nearly as big as me and you as Alex. Uh, no, I messaged him uh, and I said uh, congratulations, whatever. And he said, uh, hopefully we'll see him at an event soon. So we go on the beers with Al, big Al, great guy. Yeah. And congratulations, dude. Yeah, absolutely. He's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful great man. Great person. Um, I guess that's everything we've got. Uh, yeah, that's that's everything. We've done it all. We've so what, no, what's your prediction for the match? Losses on both. I think we'll shit the bed definitely in the football tonight. He- heavy losses. I think we could lose three. I now. feel sorry for that 12-year-old we're playing up front and expect Aaron, them to change like, the world. I, I really do hope they start Aaron Connolly. Oh, he did. McCarthy said he's going to start Aaron Connolly, but fucking, fucking God better. love him. Like He's 12 and he's just made his, his confirmation. Class, and they're like, oh yeah, go ahead, mate. He's lead us to glory. He scored twice against Spurs two weeks ago. Oh, I sorry. I thought he played for Spurs. No, no, he scored for Brighton against Spurs. Scored two. All right, not as excited anymore. Um, <laughs> He's not at Spurs. You're thinking of Troy Parrott, the other kid. The Troy 21s. Parrott, that's who I'm thinking He's of. He's yeah. the 21s. Um, Connolly's in the senior squad. Um, Parrott's on the 21s of Stephen Kenny's side. So, is it sure, surely he's better than all of the players we have on the fucking team, though. Probably, yeah. Apart from that midfield, Seamus like, Coleman. I would have done a better job in that midfield. The look Seamus Coleman has when he's just looking around that pitch is just absolute despair. You can it just is, see him man. going, what the fuck is yeah, that? Man? <laughs> he's deadly, man. He is good. He's, he's the only world-class player. I actually think he should be dropped. Honestly. I play Matt Doherty right back. I don't even Wolves. watch the fucking games, man. I don't, like, I'm literally... it, I'll tell you what, Saturday was hard to watch because it was it was the, it was was the so shit. It was so bad. There was nothing. Totally disjointed. As, uh, couldn't pass the ball. Elaine anything. summed it up very well. Um, when my dad said she said to me dad did you see the match and my dad said I just saw the highlights and Elaine said what fucking highlights she's dead right <laughs> it, I, I, t- I actually right I, I was watching I turned over and I watched I think, there was a game on after it was the Denmark and Switzerland game after in our group and the, the station that we were watching on here they did highlights of the Ireland game I swear to fuck when, I'm 30 not lying seconds. I'm not lying 30 seconds it was just I was like is this actually highlights it was got doof doof <laughs> I swear, I swear went to from, God. Went from kickoff to 35 minutes Poor to Trevor Welsh in the comms. Like, a good chance from Ireland at the end. It's like a header from a corner. It's like, all right. That straight went straight at the hands. keeper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Was the, that was the major highlight of the match. Uh, uh, it was absolute fucking brown. Uh, I was actually texting Guilherme and I was like, oh, Guilherme, I'm out watching Ireland and it's painful. I wish I was Brazilian. He's to watch Brazil. Just for a day. Just for a day to be like, well, yeah. One day. Yeah, but like, like, you, go to the beach. You, you don't want to beat them in the last World Cup when they lost five 0 at home to Germany or well, seven 0 Fucking at it, weren't they? I suppose so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really want Ireland to be at it. I don't know if it's a good thing if we qualify. No, I, I agree. But the only the only good thing is the, the Euros run all over Europe next year. So we've three games here. So it'd be a bit shit if it's here and we're not in it. They have to let us in, right? They have to just let us in, like that France thing. Remember, oh, out of thirty fifth country to the World Cup or thirty third country. Yeah, get that the was fuck. so sad. That was Why embarrassing. Are we so man? stupid. Why are we so cringe? Like, oh, such I hate sour us. grapes. Like, fair oh. play to Henri for the handball. Fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? 
any any do anything for a win. Yeah, like we well, we've gone we've gone completely away from MMA here. Um, yeah, but, we have. Well, look, this shit happens. And um, lots of Amer- lots of American football on in London this weekend. Oh, the Panthers. The Cougars. The Cougars. <laughs> there we go. Touchdown. Spurs Stadium. All right. right. Love you loads. Thanks very much. Here's a big kiss from me. And one from Noel. See you. Well, several. I'll see you later next week. <laughs> That's the worst intro ever. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today 